0: While you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News On The Go.
1: With Thursday's 830 On The Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include the president coming to Duluth today, news on some Minnesota festivals, and a report says the Walls administration failed to properly do a background check. But well, we begin with charges filed in connection with the shooting death of a 33-year-old during a traffic stop in North Minneapolis. WCCO's Steve Simpson begins our coverage.
0: Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty announcing the trooper Ryan Londrigan is facing second-degree unintentional murder, first-degree assault, and second-degree manslaughter in the killing of Ricky Cobb, who was pulled over and then tried to flee from troopers on Interstate 94 near Lowry last July. Former county attorney for Ramsey County... Susan Gertner telling our Chad Hartman that she's not surprised by the charges.
2: It is what I would expect to hear from a county attorney who's made this decision the prosecutor has an obligation to not just charge people because they think they did something wrong you have to only do so move forward with criminal charges if you have a sincere belief that you have proof beyond a reasonable doubt
0: yesterday's announcement of the charges producing a fiery rebuttal from londrigan's attorney calling moriarty quote out of control he also filed papers to have the charges dismissed altogether steve simpson News Talk 830 WCCO.
3: As for what the state patrol is saying about the charges... Reaction from Trooper Londegren's attorney was swift, first filing court papers to dismiss the charges altogether, then taking to the internet to blast Moriarty.
0: This county attorney has provided sweetheart deals to murderers and kidnappers, and now, today, she charges a hero. This county attorney is literally out of control. Open season on law enforcement must end. And it's going to end with this case.
3: Defense attorney Chris Medell. Meanwhile, former Ramsey County attorney Susan Gertner tells Chad Hartman that there is a high bar for proving unintentional second-degree murder.
2: First of all, they have to prove that the officer had caused the death of Ricky Cobb, that he uh, did so not intending to, but that that death was a result of committing a felony assault with a firearm.
3: As for those questioning the validity of the charges, Gertner says there are clear laws about when officers are allowed to shoot.
2: Resisting arrest or not following direction, that is not does, does not lead to uh, a right for a police officer to use deadly force.
3: Cobb's family also plans to file a civil lawsuit. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: And the family of Ricky Cobb is responding to that decision to charge as well.
2: Minnesota State Trooper Ryan Londrigan is the first law enforcement officer to be charged by Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty since her appointment in 2022. Ricky's twin brother Rashad Cobb says he wants people to know his brother for how he lived and not just how he died.
4: Helping out our community, that's what we've always been about, you know, so if you think about an angel in a human form, that was my brother.
2: Naira Fields Miller, Cobb's mother, says she's still at a loss for words, but hopes this trial will bring her family some justice. I just miss them every day. And black lives truly do matter. Period. The families say they hope this is a step towards healing for the community and for justice across the country. Taylor Rivera. News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: DFL State Representative Mike Freiberg is the chief author of a bill that will look to give Minnesotans facing terminal illness the ability to end their life with the assistance of a health care provider. Here's WCCO's Ari Bergeron. Freiberg tells WCCO Radio's Vanita Sakar the bill is modeled after legislation
4: in other states like Oregon's Death with Dignity Act, which has been in place for nearly 25 years. This is something that Minnesotans want. This bill just gives them an option. It's got a lot of safeguards in place to make sure it's not used in situations when it shouldn't be. One safeguard is ensuring the person asking for end-of-life care is of sound mind and has a terminal illness that would result in six months or
0: less.
1: Police now say the driver who crashed into a stalled car in Lake Elmo last Saturday, killing a five-year-old St. Paul girl, may have been under the influence of alcohol.
0: So far, charges have not yet been filed in the crash that killed Morgan Peterson Court documents filed this week show the driver told police he had consumed two beers earlier in the night. The result from the blood sample test taken at the scene are pending. The 43-year-old driver of the stalled car, along with the 10-year-old passenger, survived their injuries.
3: Steve Simpson. News Talk 830 WCCO. And I'm Mark Fry. The report released by the Office of the Legislative Auditor determined Governor Tim Walz's office relied on a summary report instead of a full background report when first appointing Aaron Dupree to head the Office of Cannabis Management. Moving forward, the governor's office is being told to improve its background check process and hold off on making an appointment for sensitive positions until independently confirming and reviewing individual and business tax information, criminal history records, and outstanding court judgments. Walls has announced a professional recruiter from the Minnesota Management and Budget Office will complete the national search for a new director. Charlene Briner, meanwhile, who has worked on creating the new Cannabis Management Office for the past several months, has been named interim director. Mark Fry, News Talk, 830 WCCO. Air Force One landed in Duluth today with President Biden
1: greeted by governors of both Minnesota and Wisconsin, along with other elected officials.
2: The president visits Superior as a major bridge project for the northern Wisconsin city has received a significant boost from the bipartisan infrastructure law. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says while there, he'll talk about Bidenomics and he's going to continue to talk about investing in America, what he's doing to make make Americans lives a little bit more easier, right? a little, giving them a little bit more breathing room. This is Mr. Biden's second time visiting superior as president.
1: Along with talking about the government's billion-dollar investment into the Blatnick Bridge replacement project, Wisconsin is also considered a swing state in this year's election. Biden narrowly won Wisconsin in 2020. Minneapolis police are investigating a fatal Northside shooting. Officers were called to the 2000 block of Washington Avenue and a report of shots
0: fired just before midnight. About five minutes after arriving, a 47-year-old man was reported to have shown up at North Memorial Hospital with a gunshot wound. He later died. Homicide detectives believe the shooting actually took place near 24th and Washington and was the result of some sort of altercation. No ID of the victim and no suspects have been named. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. The 138th St. Paul Winter Carnival begins today. Yeah, the temperature's in the 30s, but that should actually be a bonus for this
4: year's event. Carnival spokeswoman Lisa Jacobson.
2: The weather is amazing, and we hope that everybody comes down here. Last year was so cold, um, we felt it every day. So. We're just really excited for crowds.
4: Warmer weather could lead to bigger profits.
2: Many of the businesses here love when the Winter Carnival is happening, right? The hotels, the um, the restaurants and bars are packed, and and it's 10 days.
4: And this year's marquee event is something a little different.
2: We have the Hammernecks Flooring Solutions Entertainment Chalet. It is a heated tent right in the middle
1: of Rice Park, where all of the action's gonna be. Ari Bergeron, News Talk
3: 830, WCCO.
1: The City of Minneapolis is looking for proposals for this year's Open Streets events.
3: Open Streets Minneapolis is returning with five events this year, after the city ended its longtime partnership with Our Streets Minneapolis. City Operations Officer, Margaret Anderson Kelleher.
2: Each of these RFPs for specific streets really, I think, can have more of the stamp of uh, and flavor of the community inserted into what has been a really beloved program.
3: Anderson Kelleher says that the city is willing to commit $50,000 per event. We're
2: open to how that $50,000 within the public purpose will be spent.
3: The city's also providing in-kind services such as trash collection, traffic control, and police officers where needed. Mark Friday's Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve
0: Simpson. The Postal Service Inspector General has flagged several issues involving mail delivery here in the Twin Cities area. The report released yesterday cites specific issues at branches in Egan and Apple Valley, including problems with package scanning, safety, security, and maintenance. The report promises an expanded investigation into the entire region. Many residents have complained for months about delivery issues, which affected critical packages containing prescription drugs and checks. Several in Minnesota's congressional delegation are praising the findings and the expanded investigation.
1: The Great Northern Festival celebrating Minnesota's cold weather and all the winter
3: activities that come with it officially kicks off tonight in Minneapolis. One of the festival's main attractions is the Great Northern Sauna Village at the Market at Malcolm Yards.
2: I think it's really great as an entry point, too, for people who are like, I don't really go out in the winter. That's not something I'm interested in.
3: Jovan Spiller's executive director of the Great Northern Festival. Sauna Village features 22 different saunas.
2: barrel saunas wood fire saunas, um, backyard units, tent saunas, lots of really wonderful experiences that you can check out between 60 or 90 minute sessions.
3: The Great Northern Festival wraps up Sunday, February 4th. Mark Friday's News Talk 830 WCCO. A
1: big honor for a couple of Minnesota basketball players.
4: Two Minnesota high school basketball stars have been selected to play in the 2024 McDonald's All-American game coming up later this spring in Houston. This year's roster includes Michigan women's basketball commit Olivia Olson from Benilde st margaret's and florida commit live mcgill of hopkins olson will be on the east team mcgill on the west the game will be played april 2nd ari bergeron news talk a3o wcco
1: finally seven chefs and restaurants from the twin cities are in the running for a coveted culinary award jason DeRusha is also a food
0: critic and editor for minnesota monthly he says the twin cities female chefs have taken it up a notch this year with the James Beard Awards. The women are bringing the energy from the Twin Cities area. Anna Med from Kaluna, Lisa Carlson and Carrie Summer, who had the very first food truck in Minneapolis. Chef Shack, their Bay City, Wisconsin restaurant, is so good. Christina Wen from Hi Hi and Ola Arepa, and Karen Tomlinson from Muriel. Just awesome chefs. The 2024 James Beard finalists will be announced on April 3rd. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: Thanks for listening to 830 on the go. You can find each day's on the go and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.